America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Belief It or Not, the show where we believe it or maybe we not. Spoiler, I probably don't. And neither do I. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I can believe it. Yeah, I usually believe. But I can't believe it. That I usually believe that the people we talk about exist. Yeah. Or existed. For the most part. Yeah. I just don't always believe in their belief. Right. Can yeah. you can you believe it's not butter? That one I can't. Really? What was that uh what's his what was that comedian you said I love I can't believe it's not butter because when I eat breakfast I love to be incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can't believe it's not butter, but I still like it. Yeah. No, I like it. I like uh you know, uh, you know what's good is uh, it's not butter. Is that PC? That's like, uh something like yeah. that. <laughs> it's just like it's not butter. <laughs> Anyways, wow. uh do you like television? Uh, yeah, I watch it all the time. Oh. Yeah, me too. I, I don't uh I I watch it on then like Netflix and stuff. Yeah, what's your favorite television? Oh, um I like Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's a funny show. No, I didn't ask show, I said television. Oh yeah, my favorite television is when I was a kid. We had this one that uh, you had dials on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you could change the channel. I think we had one of those for a bit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what happened to it. Hmm. Those things were probably heavy. Big, yeah. Big old heavy boys. Yeah, you don't want to no. tr- trudge them around. Like those old uh, PC those. monitors yeah. everyone used to have. <laughs> so we discussed television, mm-hmm. um, and we usually discuss uh, evangelism. Yeah, well, because televangelism, right? That's right. So that's what we're going to talk about. Today. Well, hey, there you go. Evangelism. See how it's a portmanteau. Mm. Portmanteau? Toe, I think. Yeah. Well, I guess it's two things together. Yeah. So, portmanteau. Yeah. Two but, portly men. Two portly men. <laughs> so, uh, before television mm-hmm. was uh, this little thing called radio. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, video killed the radio star. Right? Yeah. So, and this then radio is, killed the. This is the precursor to uh, video killing it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. By, uh, who, who did that song, right? This There's, is like the Batman Begins of televangelism. Mm, or the um, Star Wars prequels. Mm, yeah. the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, this, yeah. this, this, this is, is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before, you know, before there was uh, TV, there was radio, and there was preachers who went on the radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, would you call them radio evangelists? Radio evangelists? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, this this is, I'm going to guess this is probably a logical extension from like tent revivalists. Yeah, yes? exactly. A lot so of I just went people. from the tents yeah, to tent. the radios to the TV kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, we talked, we've talked about uh, Amy McPherson, Amy Seppel McPherson on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, she went to radio and was doing like radio broadcasts and stuff. If anybody hasn't seen the remake or the relaunch of Perry Mason on HBO. I still haven't watched it. It is so good, but they have a character played by uh, a friend of the show, Tatiana Mussolini. (laughs) Did I say that right? Tatiana Mussolini? Yeah, Yeah. Mussolini. Yeah, Mussolini. And uh, she plays basically Amy Semple McPherson. Oh, okay. It's just brilliant, but they do have some scenes in the radio show and stuff too. All right, well, uh, watch it. I'll have to watch it. And you at home, watch it. Watch it too. Watch it right now, and then come back and finish this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how she's a friend of the show, but, you know, friend of the show, because we like her. Hey, why not? Yeah. 
Yeah, and another guy named Parks Cadman was a big one from 1923 on, mm-hmm. uh, and he had he was broadcast on the NBC Radio Network. And uh, one of the big like famous ones though was this guy named Charles Coughlin. He was a Catholic priest, and he was very anti-communist, uh, very anti-Semitic, and just a very like outspoken, angry mm-hmm. man. But he got like lots of listeners and riled people up, which could have led to. In 1934, Congress passed the Communications Act and authorized the FCC, Mm -hmm. Federal uh, Communications Commission, to kind of regulate a lot of what was going out on the airwaves. Basically, they're saying radio and, by extension, TV, because it goes out on the airwaves, it's, you know, a public utility and it needs to be for the greater good. Mm -hmm. So there was very big restrictions on what kind of preachers could go on on air right it wasn't a complete ban on religious programming but you couldn't buy Mm -hmm. a spot on the radio or tv and you couldn't be divisive like that like angry like you know these these type of people are bad or or whatever it was basically like they would have a church service broadcast Mm -hmm. on sunday mornings was kind of the extent of it right but before that it was like the wild west yeah well i mean it's kind of like what the internet is yeah to a certain degree i mean it's it's a little more regulated than i think it used to be but it's still pretty much a Mm free-for-all so Mm -hmm. and uh i forgot i read before that like televangelism was actually created the name was created by christians as like just the way to describe these people. And I think it was like the name of an early show. Was it like the oh. televangelist hour or something like that? And then eventually, obviously it's gotten some negative connotations around. Well, it. yeah, there was uh there was a lot of really bad ones for a while. there, doing some uh, not so savory things. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there was the one that James Randi, Peter Popoff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's a big one. I just, I want, I had to bring it up because of his recent passing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was incredible how he yeah he debunked that guy because yeah and I've seen it parodied so many so many times too. It's in Fletch too. They do the exact same thing where they're oh, like really? have the earbud, and oh I saw it in something else where it was like a pastor being fed information through an earbud. Did it, they do that in the uh, the Righteous Gemstones? Uh, they did in Leap of Faith with Steve okay. Martin. I haven't watched and, all of the Righteous Gemstones yet, so that's, yeah. that's the other reason. I feel I'm I always just behind did, on everything. Righteous Gemstones is more like, uh, they, they don't do like the faith healing thing in that mm, one. So. Okay. But, oh man, that's a good show too. But yeah, early early adapters though started preaching on TV were Billy Graham, of course. Mm-hmm. He was on the radio and then he started, he moved to TV and they would broadcast his like crusades and, and right. things like that. Uh, early hosts like this guy named Jack Wurtson and Percy Crawford started doing TV and... Uh, and uh, good old Oral Roberts started broadcasting in 1957. Wow. He's like, I mean, that's that prosperity gospel. So a seed of money in order to get blessings from God. And of course, it has to go to him. He's the same guy yeah. who later said that um, if he doesn't get a certain amount of money, then God was going to take him up to heaven. Like by a certain date, then, you know, God would kill him and take him up to heaven. <laughs> hey, man, if that's what God wants, that's what God gets. Exactly. So I, I always find it very funny when uh, when the preachers will say things like that, where if it's something that affects you or anyone else or people dying, uh, God works in mysterious ways and we have to trust him. Yeah. But if it's your bank account, for some reason, we all have to take action to help you. Yeah, exactly. It, it's It's such a bullshit double standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
1956 is when Jerry Falwell started preaching on TV, too, with the old-time gospel hour, which, again, it's that classic. Even the word revival, it's like there's always that wanting something from the past that never really existed in the past and always, like, hearkening back to some greater time. Well, that's that's the dangerous thing about nostalgia, right? Yeah. Is that uh, you, you always put it up on this weird pedestal, and it's always remembered better than it actually was. Yeah. And you always forget all the bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, a lot of people really, really cling to that nostalgia. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes things might have been better for one thing or another, but overall, you got to know, things are progressing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was this outspoken atheist uh, named uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare, who was against, like, a lot of non-church state separation stuff and, like, really... You know, just an activist, right? And right. I think she was uh, called the most hated woman in America. Oh. Um, and they made a movie about her, which I think mm. kind of villainized her a little bit. I'm not sure. but I, I wouldn't be surprised. There is a propensity in states to really kind of prop up the uh, the, the Judeo-Christian side of things and yeah. really tamp down the non-religious side. Yeah. I mean, just look at uh, politics, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, if you don't say that you're a good Christian man, there's... Well, a pretty good chance you're not getting elected. Yeah, exactly. Which is very sad. Well, it's, I, we're recording this before the election, so we don't know yes. the outcome. Um, we're hoping Joe Biden is your president mm-hmm. or president-elect right now, but who knows? As of recording, Trump recently just changed, just announced that he changed denominations. Oh, okay. Because he, he was raised Presbyterian, so he always said he was Presbyterian. But because of Paula White, he's now come out and said he's non-denominational Christian, which means like straight up evangelical american christian like yeah (laughs) so it's a weird i think that's like him right before the election trying to anchor in with the the christian right and my thing about that is how could anyone watching think that donald trump is christian in any way yeah exactly he doesn't believe in (laughs) two corinthians yeah no he doesn't believe in any of that shit yeah but uh yeah so madeline uh, murray o'hare um was kind of the boogeyman of the time for Christians. Right. And this rumor started that she started a petition banning all religious programming from TV mm-hmm. and that it got 287,000 signatures and sent to the FCC. But the FCC was like, we, we never got that petition. Uh, even if they did, that's still 280,000 people who were petitioning for it. Yeah, that. it's true. So you can't yeah. call her a villain when there was 300,000 people on her side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, but... Yeah, yeah but the FCC, like, no, it didn't happen, but it also showed that people were really passionate, and the FCC started to just back off right. on enforcing, like, the restrictions and stuff on religious programming. So it kind of, just this rumor alone had the opposite effect of, like, mm-hmm. what that petition would have done, which is probably how the rumor started. Right, and as a way to just charge the the religious base up. Yeah, and I think it was the the classic chain letter type mm, thing. Right. So, like, pre-email, you know, send this on to make sure that everybody knows the truth or whatever. So, yeah. So then you, you get things like the Christian Broadcasting Network, Pat Robertson's. Pat Robertson's not a good guy. We did a whole episode about him. Um, listen to listen to him, uh, that one if you're more curious about how evil that, that, that man is. Yeah. <laughs> just like straight up disgusting. But yeah, so they started that in 1960 and it just expanded and, and blew up. And um, the, you know, the staple show there is the 700 Club, which is still mm-hmm. going. And there was also uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network started in 1973 as kind of a, a competitor it's the more charismatic pentecostal one 
but that was started by Paul Crouch and Jan Crouch, who are hilarious-looking televangelist types, like the classic big hair. Just uh, oh man, look look these people up, especially in the eighties. But I mean, yeah. I find most of these are very off-putting. Yeah, like they the, are. Yeah, it's it's very like it looks like Home Shopping Network half the time. It's yeah. got that kind of very low budget, bright studio feel, but it's it's always very unsettling. Yeah, it's very yeah, very much so. And it, they yeah, sorry. Everyone's made up like some kind of creepy mummy zombie yeah. thing. It's it's, <laughs> it's so, weird. so creepy. Yeah, and it, it's it goes back to that classic like Christian idea of you always have to appear appear fancy and glamorous and stuff to the world because the world needs to see you as different than. But different than the world kind of is that a christian value no not a christian value but it's like this evangelical like tradition of like we have to look better than everything i and, feel that's yeah. very anti-christian isn't it in a lot of ways yeah i yeah. mean i i have a very very narrow understanding of what what would be considered a christian value my my immediate um instincts always tell me to go opposite of what most of the mainstream yeah. christians no say. even paul you know in the bible talks about like not dolling up your hair and and like yeah. not trying to look you know fancied with jewels and i things always like thought that. it was supposed to be about modesty and yeah. austerity and trying to be you know just being a normal good person right yeah but no especially with the prosperity gospel which a lot of tbn is and a lot of these even mm-hmm. uh, televangelists are it's all about just like showing off your wealth and showing off how much god has blessed you and yeah which is like completely opposite of traditional like i mean i guess the catholic church had some bling too but yeah i mean the catholic church is its own thing right i mean (laughs) the iconography of that that was its own problem within other churches too yeah so yeah it's true and then even that's one of the big things about the reformation where a lot of churches after that wouldn't even have like a cross up or you know everything was just like plain wood it's not about the building it's about mm-hmm. you know the worship or whatever i'm wondering how much of uh how much of that is just tied into the influence that the catholic church had over different monarchies and things like that you know yeah i'm sure a lot of it was just them trying to tie in a state power yeah it's true yeah and now and now it's about t- just getting power with money and convincing <laughs> right people state to give them- power look at it again we'll go back to the states yeah i mean you have to be a good christian person in order to get through with yep. people if i can almost guarantee right now that if if one of the candidates for the united states president had said that they are an atheist and they don't believe in god they would have they wouldn't have made the nomination no no it's starting i think some more local governments and stuff. there's mm-hmm. there's starting to be progress with that right but it, yeah as as of now like the like the president yeah you're not gonna well i think the other problem is i'm sure there's a lot of the younger people who don't give a shit but they're not voting that's yeah. the other problem so the people who are voting are still almost unanimously like has to be a good christian yeah exactly yeah which is also interesting considering the demographic shifts that are happening in the states and the diversification mm-hmm. and the influx of other people with other religion and other beliefs yeah i i don't know yeah and i think that's too why the christian right is so like vocal right now too is that they see changes coming and they're super afraid oh yeah they're gonna lose their yachts yeah (laughs) they'll only have one yacht yeah (laughs) robert schuler was one of the first like big mega church pastors Mm -hmm. and he had the hour of power which was his show which was basically Mm -hmm. just broadcasting of his church service um it wasn't he wasn't like a prosperity gospel type person or anything like that. He was like a classic, like Christian reform Dutch guy, you know, like how I grew yep. up. But then, you know, 
he created the Crystal Cathedral, which is like this giant glass church. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and every morning they would. Is that the one that they uh, did a parody of in The Simpsons where Homer was being dragged yes. along by the blimp? Yes, it is. And his naked butt just yeah. skidded up the window the whole way? Yeah. yeah. I remember as a kid we would watch it, and I remember I just watched The Little Rascals. And and then one of the kids who was in the Little Rascals, like the the, the movie like in the, the, from the nineties, yeah. yeah, the kid that was in Little Rascals was in the choir. Really? Yeah. Which kid? Oh, I don't remember which one. I think it was. Oh man, I'm gonna look it up. But I remember being like, "Is that the kid?" And then even yeah. Robert Schuler, like in his sermon, was like, "Isn't it cool or something? Like, isn't it interesting that we have, you know, he loved church so much that even though he's a big actor now or something wow. like that." Yeah. What, was it Spanky? I don't know. Maybe it was Spanky. I'm going to find this out. Okay, we'll we'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) But he was kind of, you know, like that. He, he, his whole thing was about, you know, good self-esteem and Mm -hmm. feeling good about yourself and and all that. So, I mean, of course, he was filthy rich as well, but at least he was, his, you know, Words weren't as damaging. A little less nefarious to yeah. some of these other people. Yeah, like Jerry Falwell, uh-huh. meanwhile, at the same time, starting the Christian right and starting the moral majority and, and Great. using his platform to hate on gay people and, yeah, and try to outlaw abortion. And Here we are in 2020. Yeah. We got a Republican-backed Supreme Court. Yeah. And, uh, well... Everything's going to be out the window. Who knows yeah. what the hell's going to change? Yeah. I know people are worried about Roe versus Wade getting yeah. overturned. Uh, I was saying, I don't know if they're going to do it. I feel, if anything, they might hold on to it just so they can kind of say, like, see, you were worried about uh, nothing yeah. while they take down a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, but we didn't take down Roe versus Wade, so yeah. well, I don't know what you guys were worried about. We're just doing our job. Yeah, because all the justices are like, oh, right, we, we still have to take care of our mistresses. We have to make sure yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that they, they can get abortion. Able to get yeah. it. Otherwise, what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I I don't know for a fact that the Supreme Court justices have mistresses who they pay for abortions for. Please don't sue me. That's just an assumption. Kavanaugh might. Kavanaugh. <laughs> In the 1980s, though, Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. was uh, became president, and he like really stripped the FCC. Ronnie Reagan, baby. Ronnie Reagan, well, he, he was in film and television, so yeah, he knows true. what yeah. a hard ass the FCC can be. Yeah. Yep, it's true, probably, yeah. But he, like, really stripped it down, became five members instead of seven, and it became, like, the leadership, and then it became way and way less restrictions, as opposed to where before they referred to it as a national utility, basically. Yeah, he was saying it's, like, an appliance, like a toaster now. So he really changed the the kind of narrative around what the TV represents. Right, yeah. And, yeah. So that's when, you know, CBN and TBN were really able to... Um, expand and all the other networks were really able to expand and own the individual stations as opposed to just having affiliates or whatever which is the way it was before because the FCC like it expanded that and it gave them more rights to sell more airtime to these Christian yeah uh, evangelists and especially as cable starts growing too oh then it just more gets more and more, and more niche right yeah exactly so of course you know we have people like Jimmy Swaggart comes in and uh, we all know what happened with Jimmy Swaggart. Yeah. He lacked the prostitutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still an influential person. Like, people still look up to him and still... Well, he didn't have sex with them. He just he just watched them perform sexual acts. Oh, right? yeah, right. Isn't that what yeah, he did? Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just uh, impurely touched himself or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. right, yeah. And, of course, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, who are, like, the photographs of what a televangelist 
Well, they're still going like. now, right? Yeah, he is. Tammy Faye passed away, but Jim's he, Jim's still selling his his buckets, his buckets of food, which yeah. uh, I learned about from uh, Vic Berger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love Vic Berger. I think yeah. he's got some of the best stuff on the internet right now. Yeah, it's so he's, good. Yeah, watch Vic Berger stuff. Actually, he was on Behind the Bastards when they did the Jim Baker episode. Oh, and Vic Berger was. Vic Berger was. Oh, I'll have to and listen to it's that a one. great episode. Okay, I'll have to. So listen yeah, to that if you want to know, like, just in detail about how fucked up jim baker is listen to yeah. the behind the bastards episode mm-hmm. we'll probably also do an episode at some point and we talked about him on the preacher scandal episode as well right but yeah he's a sexual assaulter and then went to jail for fraud uh and then came out and started selling buckets of slop to old people i, I it's really funny because i i know like some people would be like oh he was in jail we shouldn't listen to him but there's there's just such a such an easy way for that kind of Christian turn about like, oh, yeah. forgiveness yeah. and re- being reformed and like I did my time and now I've learned the error of yeah. my ways and it, he did he wrote a book called I was wrong yeah and which basically denounced the prosperity gospel he was preaching mm-hmm. and so when he came back he he changed his message but he still just found a way to get people to give him money because he switched to end times prophecy instead of instead of prosperity gospel so now he's mm-hmm. talking about how the world's going to end instead of how you're supposed to be wealthy. So I, I always find that funny. Like the world's going to end at any moment. And they've been saying it for the last like 12, like well, 2000 years, 2000 years <laughs> yeah. and it never happens. Yeah. And they just keep moving the goalposts, yeah. but people don't seem to want to catch on. I yeah. Guess. Exactly. Why do they want the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess from a Christian Jesus standpoint, they, heaven, w- but... they want to go to heaven. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. So why are you making it such a difficult time for everyone here? Yeah, exactly. And he had, so his show was called PTL, the PTL show or PTL Hour, something like that. The PTL Club, the Praise oh. the Lord Club. He wanted it to be the Christian Johnny Carson because okay. everybody else was just you'd film their church service or yeah. whatever. But he wanted it to be like we're you know sitting down like with a variety Christian show. guests and we're sitting down with you know we have Christian artists on or we have right. Christian whatever. And so that's basically what he did and kind of what 700 Club kind of did. I think he said that Pat Robertson originally stole the idea for him, from him and then he mm-hmm. did PTL. With the scandal and stuff, Jerry Falwell basically blackmailed him into giving him the PTL show before he went oh. to jail. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, uh, so at first it looked like, oh yeah, he's graciously handing it over as the investigation starts or whatever. But then it's like, no, like it Jerry Falwell went in and blackmailed him and, and wow. like pushed him out of it. What was, what was the, was there any fallout from that for, uh, Falwell? Falwell? No. no, no, he just said, oh, he's a sad man and he's in prison and, uh, he's just lashing. Even out. though he blackmailed someone. Yeah. And it was proven. Uh, no, it was never proven. Oh, it was never but proven. Jay, okay. uh, Jay Baker uh, was on WTF with like his son, Jim Baker's son was right. on WTF with Mark Maron, talking about his memory of, of the situation, and he's confirmed it and stuff. But okay. yeah, but he was like a kid at the time, and Tammy Faye confirmed it later too. But mm. so, and they were already divorced at that time. Jim so and she Tammy didn't Faye. care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we had, you know, the Peter Popoff scandal and everything too. And he's back. He's still, you know doing is his because people don't care they're going to ignore kind of anything that debunks it or anything because you're already that far in and yeah it's another thing i find so funny is the the just how deep the wells of forgiveness are yeah for for their their leaders that they have no matter how horrible they are or how corrupt yeah 
or evil, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But as soon as it's someone that they don't know or who doesn't hold the same beliefs and imaginary things as they do, yeah, th- there is not an ounce of forgiveness. Oh at all. yeah. Or if you're yeah, it, like you can yeah steal thousands of or millions of dollars from old old people and you're fine as long as you're a Christian leader. But if you're attracted to someone of the same sex, you're yeah, you're out. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. You, if you if you commit multiple felonies, you're fine so long as you are still you know leading us to the right quote unquote righteous path of the Lord. Yeah. But you know if you just do something that's a part of your biology and who you are as an individual, then you, you're going to hell. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucked. It's it's really fucked up. Uh, speaking of fucked up, uh, Kenneth Copeland was a big one. You know, in the sixties or sorry seventies and eighties, and still going. Obviously, we all know him from the drummer for the police. The drummer for the police. <laughs> he was a he was a protege, I guess, of Oral Roberts. Oh, okay. And then you know now, yeah, the COVID nineteen constant predictions that it's going to be over next week or whatever. Has he been doing that? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I should just you should just start doing that now because eventually you'll be right. Yeah, exactly. Well, he keeps doing not. it, so I don't know. And he had that perfect remix that we've played on the show before. Mm. That was him. <laughs> and you know he's also famous for needing private jets and using his yep. tele televangelism to get people to pay for his private jets well he's the one who did that really really creepy interview with that that female news reporter yeah, right that's him yeah yeah, yeah. what a, man he's I, a creepy looking guy he is scary yeah and yeah just even that uh COVID-19 video where just the way he stares at you and points before he does the we blow <laughs> He's yeah, he's <laughs> insane. Um, last week tonight tore him and a lot of other televangelists down with a really good, really good cutting. What is wrong with televangelists that you should all watch? I feel like we have a lot of uh, a lot of things to be linking with this. Yeah, episode. that's true. Yeah, and uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I feel like these are a lot of really good resources and things to have. Yeah, just in one collection for people. So he's been. He was on uh, Trinity uh, Trinity Broadcast Network. Every single time, I almost say Trinity Bellwoods which is a park in, in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but he was on Trinity until like um, um, two months ago. Oh. And they, they canceled him. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And Good they're riddance. like, because I think, yeah, it's under new leadership and they're like, yeah, he doesn't, he's not our brand. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he has enough money. He could just start his yeah. own television network, Which I think right? he is. Or he's going go online. A lot of them, yeah, when they get so disgraced, they just go online. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Alex Jones was, right? Yeah, exactly. Online. Or Bill... Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. I was gonna say, hey, we'll do it live. Um, yeah. yeah, but oh yeah. Also, in the COVID thing, he was the one who kept saying, "It doesn't matter if you're unemployed; you still have to keep giving to my church." Again, I don't understand the blinders that people put on themselves. Yeah, it's it's very sad. Yeah, that people that people are taken advantage of in such a way mm-hmm. that their beliefs blind them to just the unnecessary cruelty of these people yeah yeah and yeah joel olstein big big guy now uh one of the biggest pastors he has well yeah he bought an old football stadium and that's their church now right like it's just this humongous church uh 43,000 attendees um yeah his big controversy, I mean, besides like his association with the prosperity gospel and stuff, is mm. during Hurricane Harvey, it, they kept like justifying why they weren't using their football stadium as a shelter for all the people who. Right, I remember it. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they filmed like somebody 
associated with the church filmed showing that they were flooded too and that's why they couldn't do it but then it was conf- like confirmed that it, they were filming in a different building and then eventually they opened their the doors and said yeah come on in and then they were like thanked by the city for being like this amazing resource and stuff and wow yeah uh joyce myers is a big one she started in uh she started doing radio in 93 and then eventually started doing tv and is has been investigated for just how much money she makes and like investigated the IRS and stuff like that. Cause there's so many, you know, sure. You don't get, you don't get taxed as a pastor, but if you're selling books, you have to pay taxes on that. And then if you have oh, like of course. 10 million houses or I mean like 10 houses or whatever, <laughs> you can't, you can't call them all uh, like church property. Oh no, yeah. not that. <laughs> so that's like, another thing that bothers me. Yeah. Which I don't know if she did, but yeah, she was investigating the IRS and like, yeah, she's, you know, your basic, there's some prosperity gospel, but it's more like feel good. No, just uh, tax the churches. Yeah, tax the churches. Yeah. Creflo Dollar's another one, just a huge, you know, mega church, um, televangelist, prosperity gospel, another one who asked for a jet from his congregation. And then a few years ago was also arrested for hitting and choking his daughter, his 15 year old daughter was preaching by that Sunday, was back in wow. the mega church preaching by that Sunday and said that the devil was out to get him. Uh-huh. The, the devil, as in you beating and choking your own daughter, that's the devil somehow. That's the devil somehow, right. yeah. Because well, he was probably possessed well, she, by the devil? No, she was. he said she was being disrespectful and he just like, he, he spanked her, but it's not as graphic as what? I said, and she blew it out of proportion or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it blamed his right. child. Uh-huh. Yeah. A 15-year-old child. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> she wanted to go to a party and, yeah. Can you imagine being spanked at 15? No. I think I was spanked like twice in my life. I don't know if I, I, I can't even think of it. It wasn't enough that it traumatized me. Yeah, it was like one of those things where it was kind of the way to do it at the time, but yeah. my parents hated it. And it was like, I think they spanked us a couple times. I'm like, no, this, yeah. isn't, this isn't good. And they just yeah. never did it again. My but... parents just waterboarded us. Oh, yeah, that's good, easier. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely wasn't punched and choked at 15 because I wanted no. to go to a party. Although I was pretty lame and didn't really want to go to parties. That's so, fair. Yeah. So if you so were cool, you might have been. Yeah, exactly. So I mentioned some televangelists. Mm-hmm. There's a plethora of them. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of people don't like them. Uh, it's not as it's not synonymous with like a good guy anymore. I think no. it's, you say televangelists and you kind of shudder. And I think that's why a lot of religious leaders hate the term televangelist. And they'll be right. like, no, we televise our church just so that people can see it. But I wouldn't call myself a televangelist or whatever. Like, I, you know, I just care about getting the word out there. And so like, you're an evangelist on TV. Yeah, exactly. So you're a televangelist. You're a televangelist. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the controversies that people have pointed out, not controversy, but issues, is that like a lot of them are non-denominational. So they just start their own church and do their own thing. So there's no overseeing and there's no accountability from like higher ups or anything. It's just like a cult. Yeah, like a cult. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously the prosperity gospel is one of the biggest things in televangelism. So that's its own issue where it basically would rather people be poor and they have all their money than like, Oh, like a cult, like a cult. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then another thing is, you know, 
the church state separation thing where they these guys get so many tax exemptions for being church is but still will have presidential candidates on yeah. their on their show to promote their you know uh, election or whatever like uh, Kenneth Copeland had uh Mike Huckabee on multiple times in 2008 when he was running and like yeah different people and they just like straight up promote Oh, for sure. Well, that's the thing, right? The money's there. Yeah, exactly. That's what they, want. they have some sort of influence, and those are the people who they know are going to vote, too. Again, yeah. back to that. Yeah, exactly. Those are the people who are voting. Yeah. And that's why things are so fucked up. Oh, I guess Pat Robertson did make a prediction this year about the election. So, I oh, mean, okay. you guys are hearing this afterwards, but he, if you Donald tell us Trump if was reelected, um, then, yep, then he was right. Pat Robertson was right. About what? Uh, Donald Trump being reelected. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he predicted that Donald Trump would be reelected. Yeah, and he also said something about like how they, it would be a re, uh, the country would kind of rebel and people would be really upset and there'd be lots of rioting in the streets and stuff. And, right. I don't think I don't think predicting a fifty fifty thing bet is shows that you yeah. are or some sort of prophetic no, it's, mind. It especially just shows since he's been wrong so many times. Flipped a coin. Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then in 2007, there was a giant investigation, like a Congress investigation of many of the different mm-hmm. uh, televangelists like uh, Kenneth Copeland and his wife, Gloria, Creflo Dollar, Benny Hinn, who we didn't talk about much, but he's, oh, we didn't talk about yet, but he's uh, just a, such a sleazy guy. Uh, one of the things when he was being investigated is he repented publicly about the prosperity gospel and said he wouldn't preach the prosperity gospel anymore and that he was changing his ways but he's still asking for money he's just using different words don't they all do that though yeah, they, they, all, they get caught they, they, yeah. they whine they say that they're going to change their ways and they've seen the error of their ways yeah. but then they just go back to doing the exact same thing they've been doing oh yeah it's like an abusive boyfriend oh exactly yeah and these people just don't know how to get away do you think that this forgiveness of a lot of these televangelists and especially from the money side has to do with that kind of uh, almost hero worship of the rich and famous. That yeah. kind of idea, of like, oh, the American dream is that you can make all this money, and you know, we're all just, uh, we're all just uh, down on our luck millionaires, waiting to get our chance to get that cash back. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of that, and it's that. What's that fallacy where it's like that you've bought in so far, right? Right. That right, you right. don't want to, you don't want to admit now because you've already spent thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars yep. on this person and now you don't want to admit that you were wrong so yeah. now it's you know no you got to cut your losses and get out of yeah, there it's true yeah you gotta do you gotta stop yeah exactly yeah and uh yeah paula white was also investigating that and that that's uh the televangelist who is telling donald trump whispering in donald trump's ears about how to you know get christians on his side right <laughs> she's yeah she's very problematic was it in the John Oliver thing? But just talking about how when she's talking to a black audience, she'll like put on this kind of inflection. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, she's a issue. Somebody told me she was married to the lead singer of Journey. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, but, uh, okay. That's a, that's a left turn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's actually look that up right now. Yeah, so she's married to Jonathan Leonard Friga, professionally known as Jonathan Kane. And he's an American musician, singer, and songwriter, best known as the keyboardist for Journey. A keyboardist for Jimmy. Yeah, and he also worked with the Babies and Bad English. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a huge Journey fan, to be honest. Hey, don't stop believing. You know what? I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of, um, you know, televangelists and 
in a nutshell. Right. What are your thoughts on it? They're like game show hosts. Yes. They're so full of shit and overly cheesy and yeah. overly starched and produced. Yeah. Yet they fool everyone into thinking that you know, they're they're decent human beings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everyone who's there is taking a chance by being there. Are you saying Pat Sajak isn't a good human being? Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about him. Oh, okay. That's true. Me neither. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they all are, because there are <laughs> exceptions. I'm sure Pat Sajak's fine. Yeah. Uh, I know Alex, uh, Trebek. Alex Trebek's fine. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that, that, that game show hosts are all bad. <laughs> But televangelists, televangelists, yes. Oh, they're pieces of shit. They're pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Steve Harvey, Family Feud. He's a piece of shit. He's yeah. not a good guy. No. Uh, yeah. His views on women, not that good. Not good. Not that good. Nope. Steve, if you're listening, ooh, you're not a good guy. Go fuck yourself. He's mm-hmm. also said that atheists shouldn't run for office. Yeah. And that you shouldn't date an atheist. He is part of the yeah. problem. And yeah. there are people like that in positions of authority yeah you know being a well-known public figure who like to push that kind of bullshit mm-hmm. 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 but should we do a christian rock lyric let's do a christian rock lyric can't you see you're not making christianity better you're just making rock and roll worse so this one is by a band called all-star united were they big fans of smash mouth <laughs> they were they were before smash mouth oh yeah were smash mouth big fans of them they must have been must have been i so i re-listened to the album last night because i used to love this album the song doesn't hold up right but i still i don't i probably don't agree with every the message in each song on the album but i actually kind of like this song and so, still kind oh. of like agree with the thoughts behind it okay so I'm waiting for this to be very horrible, though. Yeah. All he needed was PR, million box of business cards, careful image consultation, securing reputation, a clever marketing plan he didn't understand. That's all it really takes. He could have played for higher stakes. Wow. Somehow, we've gone wrong. This Jesus thing is a smash hit. It's packaged right. All stocks have split. It's a smash hit. It's gone worldwide. Join his name to any cause. Drop his name to get applause. They never get enough. Nothing here to be ashamed of. Those ever-loyal fans, they want to get their hands on his newest merchandising. Ignoring overpricing. Okay, so they're pretty self-aware yeah. Christians in that yeah. way. And I think that was kind of their, their goal was to not just like be like a praise yeah. and worship type, but to call out some of the, the other like bullshit. Yeah. In, well, within. I, I'm kind of glad to hear that because that's, yeah. you know what? I'm like, I can get behind that. Yeah. I can see that. Someone calling out the, the horrible things that other people have done in name of religion. Yeah. And I think, because when I saw it too, when I first heard them, it was, I was like at a Christian festival that was full of merchandising right, and stuff. Right, right. And oh. you have this band up there just calling it out. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as they should. Because like, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. We're like, we're not trying to vilify everyone who believes in this stuff. Yeah. And we know that there are lots of really good people who, who do believe it and everything. It's, it's just the, the large scale problems that are a result of these things and the people who take advantage of those people who have that good faith yeah is and the problem that we have and yeah, so it's exactly. nice to see someone in a position where they are kind of a a, a role model or, yeah. or a figure of some authority being like this is all bullshit yeah it's true and that's why i mean i haven't agreed with everything he's done but steve taylor is the same way where mm-hmm. he'll he'll call out bullshit within the yeah within the church which is well. which is good to see yeah uh yeah well it's like i was telling you i was in an argument earlier uh on facebook um because they 
they called out because I released this video. Everybody knows that you should plug, plug the video. Plug delay. the video. Yeah, there's a delay here, but I, you know, I released uh, this video uh, called uh, "You Deserve Love Despite What the Church Told You," mm-hmm. and somebody wanted to get in a theological debate about it. Right, like I don't understand theology, and and it's like, no, I know what you believe. It's and I'm not saying that everybody who has these beliefs are are like wrong or bad people. I specifically mean it for the people who have been hurt by certain teachings. Well, for sure. Well, I I, I watched the video and I I wouldn't even say that it had anything to do with people's theology being yeah. wrong. It was to me what I got out of it was the big thing was people using those kind of messages to say that you're you don't deserve this because you know you have to be an insignificant piece of shit yeah. in order to be, you know, accepted by God, which yeah. I don't think theology ever says that. The theology doesn't support that, does it? Yeah, I think some does. Some does? Yeah, I think yeah. you can you can reinterpret some verses in the Bible that way, because that, like the whole follow man and stuff like that. But I think, right. I don't know, like even we talked about today, we have, you know, Joel Holstein say, up there saying like, you know, you're a good person or whatever. And you have the, like, uh, Schumer or whatever. Yeah, saying that like you gotta have a, so it's not everybody and it's yeah. and there's way that's the thing about the Bible is like it's interpreted so interpreted so many right, different right, ways. Right. That's fair. So like you know yeah, there's good people who have beliefs that I don't necessarily agree with, and I'm not gonna like go shit on them and say hey you're a bad person is if they're doing good things, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Live, so, your, live your dang life. Yeah, again, and it's it's like. It was a it was an old Hitchens thing where mm-hmm. he was saying it's just like I don't care if you want to play with your toys just don't try and make me play with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like I don't care what you believe. I don't yeah. give a shit, but as soon as you start foisting it on me is when I have problems with it. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, we love you all. Yeah. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Rate us on iTunes. <laughs> Call, uh, tell your friends about us if they if you think they'll like Yeah, them. and smash that like button. Bye. 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 Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> <laughs>